0: This is IsAware, powered by Intersoft Associates. IsAware is your connection to exploring the systems and software that power businesses like yours with expert insight, experience, and advice. Welcome back to
1: IsAware. I'm Chris Mintliff, and I'm joined by High Goldstuff and Abe Unger from Intersoft Associates. And guys, we were talking last week, and Abe, you said something that kind of struck me around the dangers of DIY migration. And hi. one of the things that I love that you continually come back to in our conversations is, look, business leaders and the people who benefit from the databases, the custom software, the technology, they shouldn't need to be technologists to benefit from this stuff. So I don't want to get so nerdy about the idea of DIY migration that we lose sort of touch on that. So hi, I think I'll start with you. What do we mean when we're talking about do-it-yourself migration, and what is the sort of business scenario where that comes up that I might be dealing with or facing it?
2: When I think of DIY, um, it, it runs the whole gamut from a technology space. It's developing um, a capability using the software tool, um, be it Excel, which people have used you know, for, you know, to, to keep track of data. Um, you know, I know that, you know, um, my son used it for his uh, bar mitzvah gifts, for example, mm-hmm. track of, you know, who gave what um, an access database for something that's, you know, perhaps a bit more, you know, you want to have forms and, and you know, and have screens that are easy to enter data rather than entering data in an Excel like grid in access. And it's just, you know, so that way someone else might be able to use it. And lastly, it's using Microsoft Power Apps. Uh, you know, if you kind of look at the, the levels of what these some of these DIY tools are, and there are people that, you know, have learned uh, in college or whatever, some of the, um, you know, some of the development tools, like Visual Basic, um, whatever else they might be, and have, have started developing, some software, you know, some capability to let the let the applic let, let that's generally good for them and maybe a few other people, but a very very small well work group. And, and that same kind of goes to people that are migrating uh, to the cloud. They know a little bit of the tools. They might know Squarespace. They might know Wix. Um, you know, you can't you're going to put an Excel spreadsheet in the cloud. You know, Google Sheets. Currently, so you know that, that kind of that's kind of what I think of first. Not to say there aren't people who've done a great job with DIY. For the most part, it, it, our experience has been it's been a hackery, a hackerish type, uh, type endeavor.
1: Uh, Abe, hi, does a great job of almost walking us through sort of these. <laughs> you start here, and you inevitably will mature into this. We start with Excel, we maybe move into Access, then we maybe move into Power Apps and things like this. I think for me, which is great, that's great. It empowers people, people learn a lot, as you and I have talked about, uh, for small projects, that's awesome. For for single-user projects, that can be great. I think a problem comes when something that worked really well when there was just one of me running my little business doesn't work great when there's three of us or five of us or 15 of us. Yet we are slow to make those upgrades, or when we do start to make that upgrade, we again take on this sort of. Uh, we'll just let me escalate to the next thing, and we learn kind of the next thing. But I'm not a professional with that stuff. I'm just a person who wanted to get a job done. Where does the friction come from, your perspective? When is it starting to be kind of a losing battle, or when is? When should I, as a business leader or even a person who you know, is technologically minded in this stuff, but it's, for me to get the best out of this, I got to get out of my own head with this stuff.
3: Well, it is the kind of thing where if you're using your DIY solution and whatever it is that you may be using, whether it is Access or Excel, but as soon as you see that it's not working and you start start thinking about, what is the next step? What should I do? Should I go from the Excel to the Access? At that point is where you should start thinking about scale and growing, if you're gonna, you're already in the point where you're moving out of that Excel spreadsheet. You see that that's not working for you. Don't just jump to the next easiest solution. Talk to somebody. Access may be the better solution because you may be only a shop where you've got one or two people who are using the system and they're not using it at the same time, and you can manage in an in, a, in an Access world. But even then, have the conversation. Start talking about it because just you're thinking of access because you want to get the job done. You want to put a little bandaid on something, but the last thing you want to do is hemorrhage. So a little bandaid is not really going to help you much. So you really want to talk to someone who's going to tell you, okay, yes, this is where you should go. This is what you can do. This is what you can't do. Here's the limitations of the technology you're about to choose are, and here's what's going to happen in six months, one year, whatever that is down the line. So you can sort of gear yourself up towards that. So even if you do move up, to an access solution as a temporary solution, you know that that is a temporary solution and you're gonna do something else to maintain that in the future.
2: Well, but what I did, but what I what I did, it's not a migration in terms of, I mean, people certainly do it, you know, but it's not, you know, someone will will choose Excel to, to solve a problem. Someone will choose access to solve a problem. Somebody else may choose Power Apps to solve a problem and yes there might be a natural migration to that which is you know in, in the in the course of doing things but to, to, to kind of answer your question the ceo or, or the senior manager certainly doesn't have to be a technologist uh, they just need to know when they're making too many compromises on capabilities where they can't get things done you know they can't have more than two people using the system whenever they start making compromises you know from perfection it's time to think about it. Um, you, you may only be able to afford what you have uh, and the business case you know might not be there uh, to, you know, to do it correctly, but that's when you start thinking about it. When am I making compromises? What are the capabilities I can't get. In today's world, there is really no limit um, or no reasonable limit on what you can get done. Time and money are two factors of two factors there. But there really is no limit. So that's something when you should start saying, you know, is is there a better way?
1: Hi, you, you raised two super
2: crucial points,
1: I think, which is time and money. And I think a lot of business leaders um, are almost looking for the easiest, fastest, cheapest uh, way to some solution or they're listening to their. IT person or some engaged person in the office who says, Oh, well, that shouldn't be hard. I can do that. Or I got a buddy who can do that or whatever. And uh, obviously, it's a broad brush. We're all looking for professional solutions, but too often, if we don't understand it, we business leaders, we delegate it to somebody who we think might, but that person might be coming from all I know is access. So therefore, it's an access problem or whatever. What guidance do you have for us, high as business leaders? For even how to approach this this part. do i need to call a custom outfit every time i want to do something or should i be listening to the person who's really interested in power apps or like when should my own kind of radar be going off that clearly we need a change but i'm not sure what to do with that knowledge that we need a change
0: is is powered by intersoft associates your software consultancy help you to maximize revenues, reduce costs, and streamline work processes with the right IT solutions. Intersoft Associates delivers strategic consulting and custom software development together with support and enhancement to help modernize and manage the software that helps your business run. Visit us at intersoftassociates.com.
2: First case is, what do you think the creating what you what you perceive to be perfection mm-hmm. the capabilities you'd like to have what's the business case there what is the impact on savings that you can have uh be they you know uh, hard or soft dollars um additional opportunities you can have so what's the business case now, if the business case is minimal then you really can't afford going you know going the, the full month, so to speak um but if there is a strong business case, then you have to look for it. And, and there are going to be times where, where you say, no, I, 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 was, <laughs> I was at a meeting uh, with a peer advisor group that, that I'm in, and it was my first meeting uh, with that, particular, you know, in, in, in my first meeting, actually. And one of the people there said that um, he wants to move his system from access to SQL, which is a database manager. I said we do that all the time. I'll do it for nothing. Okay. Then when I go to meet him uh, a few months later, um, he said he had somebody else in, and they said this will cost me two hundred thousand dollars. <laughs> so I had this big gulp. You know, a sounds excessive. What I get myself into. But anyway, as I started going into what he what he did and how he operated and everything else. I came, and, and the way he particularly operated, with, where there was no need for that data to be public, there was no need for more than one person at a time to do it. Every engagement is different, so he needs the ability to go in there and modify the database. And he's one of his DIY guys. And I said, not only will there be no impact, no positive impact from SQL, there'll be a negative impact because you won't have the flexibility you have today. So you bring someone in. He thought that it would make him more efficient, and I... You know, I threw away $200,000. And I told him that, no, it'll make you less efficient. You know, and for that, I got a great dinner at Smith & wolensky but, um, but, but, you know, but you, you have to, when you, you know, you, as a manager, you know what, the, you have a perception of what the business case is. And if the business case is significant, bring in a professional to do it right. You can also evaluate what that professional says if you're a good manager. And I don't want to say oftentimes, but there are times where we say no. You no, know, it doesn't make sense to do.
1: It's a great example Hi, of that value of strategy of kind of this consultancy mindset. Just get somebody who knows this stuff and talk it through with them. Abe, let's say that I'm, you know, this kind of migration is, I know it's necessary, or I've I've kind of committed to it. I know that there's a lot of tools out there. Talk me through I don't know what are some of the words I might hear in this? What are some of the platforms or wizards or or migration software tools that might be coming up and are popular? And do you have any that you think um you know this one is pretty reliable, this one you really got to watch out? And my second question is what what dangers are there in using some of those tools? I'm thinking things like, and then you re- deleted a row without knowing it, and you're in a world of hurt. Those are things that I might not know because I'm thinking if I just push the right buttons, this software will do it for me. Am I thinking the wrong ways about some of these things?
3: Well, there, there are there are a lot of tools out there, and there, there are different tools, and some that we've even used ourselves when we were doing the migration. There's a nice wizard that you know, to take access to SQL as an example of I just brought up, you know, there's a nice uh, tool that, you know, access can use to actually update your data, push the data into SQL, you know, merge everything in, create the structures for you. And, and now you have a SQL database and link all your tables and do all that for you. And there's a wizard that'll do that for you. Um, the issue there is, first of all, a, if you really don't know what you're doing, you can make a mistake and do things wrong or wipe away some data by accidentally choosing an option that says, you know, delete everything first, depending on what exactly it is that you're trying to do. But the other thing that the wizard can't help you with is what if your structures are bad? What if your whole data structure or your your the data that you have is not in a format that's conducive to growth. The wizard's not going to tell you that. The wizard's just going to take you from A and move you to B and not really analyze what's going on. And that's where you have those dangers. So yeah, there maybe there's a tool that'll do it. Maybe there's a tool that'll help you get from A to B, but if A is bad, now B is just new and bad. So okay. you haven't really done anything; just you've gotten to B.
1: That so is I, a I, great point. That's a great point. Hi. That
2: also brings up something that we we actually went over today. Um, we we have a client that has um, a DIY system written in Access, and it's for portfolio management. You know, small trading operation. They've gotten much bigger, and and they want to, um, you know. They, they want to get to the 20th century. Um, but anyway, um, and if they have a particular stock, a particular um, investment that they've traded numerous times, um, all of the metadata about that particular stock, the, the ticker symbol, the name, and whatever else there, you know, exists in every record in the, you know, in the trading history, in every record, as opposed to having a scalable solution, where you have a record for that stock and it points to all the others. So if you want to change the name, you change it here and it gets reflected everywhere else. Just a proper, you know, scalable structure. And this is where, you know, people look at what they might do on an index card or in an Excel spreadsheet, with not knowing all the, you know, the uh, functions like the lookup, whatever else it might be. So they do that. Okay. If I'm going to get a list of, you know, all the trades on the stock, I need all these fields in the record. And that, it just creates data anarchy. So they don't know how to use even if the tools are good, they don't know how to use the tools. And then there are people who know how to use the tools, but know that they've reached you know they've reached their limit. So I mean, we one of the people you talked about before. We have somebody who had a, a DIY or someone who had a you know computer uh, information sciences background, which is more management. It's you know rather than doing, and they built a very fairly nice you know she built a fairly nice system and access. And then, um, but it it didn't go anywhere. Then they had someone else come in and start managing it. You know, they changed her uh, responsibilities. They had someone else come in and start doing it. And it, it was bad before. It got worse because mm. you know he, they didn't know the structure. The, the structure was not was not was not good. And you had the same data item uh, in, in various fields all over the place. So on one screen, the field for all well, you just use the other example for ticker symbol might be in this part of the data. On another screen, it might be in that part of the data. And now you've got multiple versions of the truth. And you know, we spoke with them a number of years ago where they decided not to move forward. Now they can't move forward fast enough. So,
1: and isn't that sometimes the way you 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 sort of drag your feet on something, or you think uh, this must be a better way to do it, and you ended up wasting years or hours uh in a more microconscious wasting, opp-
2: wasting opportunities wasting you know, opportunities wasting opportunities because there are so many opportunities that they missed in terms of scaling mm-hmm. in terms of being able to grow faster without hiring a, a, additional staff you know and there are those people who know it you know um uh, I'm sorry I'm thinking of most of this we have a client who um is a retired policeman who wrote a little system using Lotus approach, and what was the, What was the back end for that? Abe, hey, you remember?
3: It was all Lotus approach. The whole thing. All
2: was Lotus the- approach. A nice system to manage to manage his business, and he did very very well. But he realized hey, he didn't want to be doing this anymore. Yeah. He knew it was the wrong way to do it. I mean, he he was really um, enlightened, and he said, you know, you guys, you know, he, he knew the work we had done uh, from uh, you know. Uh, uh, Actually, a competitor of his, and you know, he brought us in, and now he's able to work on the you know on the higher value stuff. You know, the system works; it works all the time, uh, and it, it's allowed him to grow without you know adding staff. And the staff that was doing you know silly work is doing more high value work. And here, the CEO is certainly doing a lot more high value work because he doesn't sit there and write code. Every every so often, he can work more on strategy and dealing with people. He does so; his work becomes that much more high value. Which is a great
1: um, illustration of what happens so often in these processes: is you end up doing this low value, really time consuming, thought consuming, money consuming kind of stuff that doesn't move, doesn't get you anywhere. And again, I love your illustration, Abe. They they didn't want to move forward. Now they can't move forward fast enough. If you get it right the first time. It sure does save you a lot of hassle down the road.
2: Right. You know, it's like the old, you know, it's like the Fram filter commercial. You can pay me now or pay me later. Yeah. But, but once you see that there are compromises and you've got to make compromises and you can't get what you want and you can and you feel you can afford it, you need that. You know, if I'm making compromises in my, you know, 20-year-old car, um, you know, well, you know, I can't use it today because it's too cold. Mm. I can't start the I can't start the car today because the battery's too old. I make compromises in my daily life and I can afford a much better car and I can afford a new car. That's a no-brainer. You know, I, mean, I would you know I would buy that new car in a heartbeat if I could afford it. You know, if it's not taking to the train, not that important.
1: Right. Hi Goldstaff and Abe Unger. some really great illustrations on the value of um, rethinking this DIY approach um i really appreciate that and i really appreciate this sort of tactical practical approach it says look yeah you can do it you can roll your own understand what might be involved in that before you start doing it don't get down that road and realize holy smokes we're in way deeper than we thought we we could have been and all it takes is a conversation to straighten that out
2: and you also have to fight inertia sometimes
1: that's a big one and we talk about that a lot uh fighting inertia say say another more say another word or two on that hi
2: Well, you know, we're doing it this way. We've done it this way forever. You know, um, it's okay. And nowadays, uh, okay and good enough are not okay and good enough. Mm -hmm. It's a highly competitive world out there. And you can get the right person to build it for you. And you've got the, you know, the, the knowledge that can be transferred into some software and processes, you know, you can grow dramatically. Thanks, guys. Great
1: conversation. Really enjoyed this one. Looking forward to our next time. Take care. Thank you, Chris.
0: Thank you. Thanks for joining us for Isaware. And a special thanks to our subscribers. Consider becoming one today. Isaware is powered by Intersoft Associates, who believes the more you know about your IT, the better. Visit us at intersoftassociates.com and schedule your free consultation to talk about how custom software can help your business.